touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Rams Nation, welcome back. How are you doing? This is your boy Bear Motter with the Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams, and you know it. We've got another jam-packed show for you. Lots of awesome stuff always going on in the NFL. If you weren't paying attention over the weekend, we had a lot of big moves. Jarvis Landry to the Cleveland Browns. He was joined by another trade that they pulled off to get Tyrod Taylor. I think they're still in the market for a quarterback over there, but you're seeing a lot of other actions. People are getting into this trade frenzy that... Uh, the Rams kind of started a few weeks back before the league year has started and yet to start, but we are now in that tampering period of the NFL where you're allowed to start negotiating contracts, but they can't be signed, I think, until Thursday. Uh, but you're seeing a lot of talks, a lot of rumors. The latest rumor on Sammy Watkins is Sammy Watkins to Green Bay. I don't really hold it against them on that one. If you get a chance to go play with Aaron Rodgers, I can understand why you want to listen to that phone call, but we're hoping we can get some things done. I saw a tweet by Sammy and said we are getting very, very close. Not sure if he means to when he can sign with another team or if he means on his contract negotiation, but either way, he is very right. We are getting very close to when these moves have to be made and decisions are had, so we'll, we'll see how everything kind of shakes out there. It's funny because I actually went from being like, a, you know what, let Sammy walk if he wants to walk to now I just feel like we desperately need to keep him. I love what our offense did last year. I love how he was that true number one that we've been looking for for a few years now. We finally got one. Uh, he produced those eight touchdowns. Yes, catches, yards can improve, but I think that's really just getting him more involved in the offense. You'll hear us talk a little bit more about that with our guest today, uh, which I'm excited about. We've got Matt Williamson from Locked On NFL. Guys, if you haven't checked any other podcast out on the Locked On Network, be sure to go do that. We have a ton of great content flowing around the network. Not only do we have every NFL team that is out there, but we've got a Locked On NFL, which Matt hosts. We also have a Locked On draft which is nfl draft base and then we have the whole nba we got all the teams lakers clippers an nba draft podcast and it looks like they're adding locked on mlb uh, very soon so if you guys are dodger fans or in my case cubs fans don't hate me for it uh, but that will be coming soon so go check him out but matt williamson he's got tons of experience guys go follow him on twitter it's at williamson nfl uh, he's a former NFL scout. He was a recruiter for Akron and Pitt. He's worked with the likes of ESPN for 10 years, and now we're lucky to have him here on the Lockdown Network. So we'll jump into that interview here in a little bit. But a couple other news and notes before we get started. The Rams continue with a few moves over the past uh, 48 hours here. The Rams have applied the minimum salary tenders to running back Malcolm Brown and cornerback Troy Hill. Both are exclusive right free agents and should be back in training camp to try to make that 53-man roster. Um, I like what we did here. Troy Hill kind of gives us added depth in the secondary. He was a guy that stepped in for us at many times, can play cornerback, can play the nickel slot, um, can get into safety at times if need be. Uh, so he's got a lot of value for the Rams, especially when we've got the Kayvon Webster injury um, coming back, and, and we're not sure how that uh, healing process is going to go. Uh, but then there's also Malcolm Brown uh, was another name that I mentioned earlier. And we really have no one after Todd Gurley. You know, we released Lance Dunbar. So that position after Todd Gurley really goes nowhere. I know we talked about it on previous podcasts about Malcolm Brown and kind of what we can expect from him and, and you know, looking to maybe replace him in the draft and find somebody 
Uh, that can be a better skill set on the third down back. But Malcolm Brown, when healthy, might be that guy. So uh, they're going to give him a chance to earn it in training camp. So those are a couple of news and notes for the Los Angeles Rams. They are not done. It was actually a quiet weekend for them. Other teams made splashes. Um, but I don't expect it to go quiet long. You know, we have free agency that cracks off on Thursday. Want to get a deal done with Sammy. Would love to keep him around. Obviously, our big signing of the offseason is going to go to Aaron Donald whenever that deal gets done. I would love to get it done sooner than later. It just it allows us to know what we have to work with moving forward. I think they have a pretty good idea of where they are at with those contract talks, but I think as fans, we'd love to just see it get done. We don't want this thing to linger on any further than it has to. Dominican Sue was another name that was released today out there in Miami. Uh, he'll be on the market. I think there's just a lot of money out there that he's going to go other places, but you never know, Rams fans. That might be an option. We'll talk about that with Matt as well. Guys, don't forget to reach out to me on Twitter. That is at LA underscore Rambling Bear. You can find the podcast at Locked On Rams. I'm really excited. We've got a couple new guys writing for us, so go check out the website. That's www.lockedonrams.com. We've got some great content that's uh, being put up there on a regular basis now, so I'm excited to have those guys on. Uh, they're going to give us some draft analysis, some you know potential free agents that we might go after. So there's going to be a lot of opinion posts going up there and um, some good information on players in the draft. So go check that out if you haven't yet. And then reach out to me at LockedOnRams at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to hear about something, you got to tell me about something, you want to be a writer as well, let me know. We are welcoming everybody at this point. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we've got Matt Williamson on today. I'm excited about this interview. So without further ado, let's jump to that. This is my chat I had earlier today with Matt Williamson of Locked On NFL. All right, Rams Nation, I'm super excited about the guest we have on today. He's a former scout. Uh, he was a recruiter for Akron and Pitt, spent 10 years over at ESPN, and now we are lucky enough to have him over here on the Locked On Network. He is the host of the Locked On NFL show. He is Matt Williamson. Matt, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, bud? Yeah, absolutely. I'm psyched to talk. You know, we set this up, what, late last week, and as we were emailing back and forth, your Rams were making move after move. And obviously we had to wait over the weekend until we actually get to have this, have this chat today, but it almost feels like it's yesterday's news because the NFL is moving so fast. But I am really excited to dig in and talk Rams. Yeah, it has been crazy. I think you're right. Every every email that we had, there was a move that happened right after that. So I was kind of expecting it was kind of a quiet weekend here, you know, thinking, wow, they've done so many trades. And you saw some of the other teams like the Browns chip in with their their movement and you saw how their offense has almost switched overnight and some of the potential they have with their draft picks. Um, Rams finally have a first round pick as well. And we've got still some question marks out here. You know, obviously um, the Peters and Tlaib trade, and then they, you know, tagged LaMarcus Joyner. We added Sam Shields, um, you know, let go of Alec Ogletree and Robert Quinn, Tavon Austin today. I don't know if it was actually made official, but I know that they basically came out and said they're releasing Tavon Austin. Tremaine Johnson had his goodbye letter to uh, Rams on social media, so we're not expecting him to be back. Um, but there's still a couple other question marks, Sammy Watkins being that big one. Uh, he's another guy that's kind of posted on Twitter a little bit with kind of some messages where he said, it sounds like things are getting close. And you were like, is it close to the NFL New Year where you get to go to be free agent? Or are we close on contract talks? What are we talking about, Sammy? Your take on what we have left on this roster where we have some question marks and particularly Sammy Watkins. What's going on with them? What do you expect and what do you recommend? Yeah, and let's dig into that for a minute, or in a minute. There's 
there's one thing I just wanted to kind of mention to sort of start to start the show is obviously your fan base knows this, but this is also going to be a locked on NFL show that might not be as dialed into the Rams. Right. You got to think, I mean, you got to think McVay took this team over after a four and 12 season in 2016. And yeah, you know, they were moving and everybody wants to blame Fisher. And I mean, there were some difficult extenuating circumstances that year, but it was just a year ago that clearly more than any team that I can remember, they made a massive priority to make Jared Goff's life easier. I yeah. mean, and that started with hiring McVay and Whitworth, Sullivan, Woods, Watkins, Cup. You know, I mean, all these guys that over a couple months stretch, that was obviously their top priority. And I think, and that worked out extremely well, obviously. I mean, that was as a high scoring team in the league this, this past year. So I think when they had that in mind, they knew this day was coming too. And the beauty of hiring Phillips as your defensive coordinator was, okay, you're one of the best coordinators in recent memory. We're going to give you Aaron Donald. And there's some other talented dudes here, but we're not going to help you a whole lot your first off season. You know, you're kind of on your own. Yeah. And next year, which is what we're seeing right now, Okay, now it's starting. To, now it's time to give Phillips the pieces he wants and needs. You know, like Robert Quinn is a good player, but he's not a Von Miller type. You know, I mean, the the corners obviously Talib going back to Denver. I mean, these are Phillips, you know, models of exactly what he's looking for, and I think that's going to continue. So, I mean, there was a big picture plan in place here with the Rams that they are implementing very aggressively. You know, it was offense last year. Mostly going to be defense this year. And, you know, it, I think it's coming to fruition exactly how they drew it up. Yeah, and, and you're right. And exactly as you laid out last year, McVay got his offense as the, the you know, prime offseason target for everything they did. And it looks like defense is going to be the, the part of the team that they're tuning up this offseason. And it's crazy to think, you know, we didn't have a horrible, horrible defense last year. We had issues against the run, but I think we ended up ranking in around 12, 14th in overall defense. So we came last year from that offense that ranked dead last. So if you see some of the same improvement and we can give them the guys that fit in his system, as you kind of mentioned uh, with the Tlaib and, and Marcus Peters, and then who knows you know, the direction they're going in the draft of people they really like, um, it kind of starts to get scary as you think about how good this team can really be. And again, in a coach's second year in the NFL, turning around, um, you know, from a four win season to hosting a playoff game. And I think you're right. They're really focusing this team, not as just the playoffs. It's not good enough to just get to the playoffs. Obviously we lost that game expectations again, continue to rise out here in LA, but I think they're going to make a push of that championship. You know, we saw the Eagles and what they did and what they did with a, you know, a backup quarterback to end the season. And you realize, and you always hear it, defenses win championships. Well, hey, we got a heck of a good offense to go with it. And I think they're really making that push. And it it was tough. They had to make some of those big decisions, as I mentioned, with Alec Ogletree and Robert Quinn, two of the most popular guys on the defense, not only outside the locker room in Rams Nation, but inside that locker room. I mean, you saw a lot of the reactions on social media. Todd Gurley, you know, with the angry face emoji and a lot of players going like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. And that reaction of, you know, this is a business. You always hear it. Um, But they're really showing it that Wade Phillips is finally getting his hands on it. I think he said it best. You know, they gave him the team and said, you know, deal with what you got. We're going to go offense first to help this rookie quarterback and get him developed. 
next year it'll be your turn. Yeah, and they saved a drowning golf last year expertly. And, you know, you, you talk about like, you know, we're not just shooting for respectability or playoffs. We're looking to be the best team in the league. And I very much believe that winning takes a little time too. you know, that you got to learn how to win in this league. And I think last year they absolutely did that. And, you know, losing a tough playoff game. Okay. That's part of the process. I mean, rarely the teams just burst on the scene and win it all. And, you know, Three, only two teams in the league had a better point differential than the Rams last year. You know who they were? They played in the Super Bowl against each other in, the, in, you know, right. in a crazy game, a very evenly fought game. So they're really right in the thick of things. And I absolutely think this roster right this second is better than what they ended last year with. And we still have free agency in the draft to add to it. So while we're on the defensive side of the ball here, I want to kind of pick your brain a little bit. Uh, There's a few players that have been kind of circled around. Obviously, Tennessee Titans, uh, Avery Williamson turned down his four-year $12 million offer and is going to hit free agency. Um, The Jets, Davis is also out there as an inside linebacker. And then the Cowboys, um, Anthony Hitchens is another guy that may be out there. And then, you know, there's another guy that has a big name, a big reputation uh, that kind of just – is going to drop into the market. I don't know if we've got the money. I don't know if you really want to mess with that in the locker room, but Adamican Sue really might be a good fit for that nose tackle that we could use an upgrade at to stop the run. Um, are there names circulating around there that in the free agent market that the Rams can look at because they've got some money to spend and not a crazy lot because we still got to sign, you know, number 99 to that crazy contract, which we're all just waiting for it to drop. Um, but is there, is there room in free agency that they can go get a guy that's been in the league? Or do you think they really have to build this all through the draft? I like the linebacker names you mentioned. I think you're you're dreaming if you think so, you're going to get Sue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we like to do that. We didn't think we were going to get the combination of, of Peters and Tlaib. So I guess it's the year where we're thinking, hey, if, if, it's, if it's out there, might as well ask for it. You never know. Sure. And maybe he would take a little less if you – but – Teams like the Jets and the Niners, or, or the, certainly the Browns. I mean, the, the teams that just have so much to spend are going to make right. them an offer that they he can't refuse. Um, I did like the linebacker names you mentioned for sure, and you mentioned at the beginning of the show. I don't know that all my listeners realize it that uh, the Rams' run defense was borderline poor. I mean, it was problematic. Yeah. I mean, that was really the biggest weakness of the team to me, far and away. And maybe uh, if you are going to bring in a defensive tackle type, it would be a a big-bodied nose tackle type. But I also think that their linebackers, Ogletree, Barron, and those guys um, aren't exactly run stuffers. You know, that I think they could stand to get a little stouter up the middle. Um, I look at the defense, and I see two needs. And I think the number one need on the team is an edge pass rusher, which is scary, I mean, considering what Donald, who – I think Donald's the best defensive player in the league by a wide margin, and that's not just my pit bias picking up there. I mean, <laughs> right. I think he's clearly the best defensive player in the league, um, that he makes a lot of problems go away. Um, but I do think an edge guy has to be a priority, but I don't think you're going to really find him in free agency. And it's, it's really a bad year draft and free agency-wise to find an edge guy. But maybe you get Landry from Boston College or Davenport or somebody like that in the first round. And those linebacker names you mentioned, I think, will be reasonable. Um, Davis, might, Davery, Davis and Williamson, no relation, by the way, 
although we look alike and play alike. <laughs> it would be high on my list. I think Avery's a very good run stopper, but not, you know, just a neck roll behind between the tackles guy. He can play every down for you. So I would like that fit a lot. I mean, here in Pittsburgh, we've already brought up Williamson quite a bit too. There, this team's in, in in the hunt for a linebacker as well. Yeah, and it's going to come down to that money. Obviously, he turned down uh, that deal over in Tennessee, so he's looking to cash in a little bit more than that. So we'll see if we can really fit him in. I think the Rams are really put themselves in a great position with these trades because they took on, um, you know, in Peters, they took on his rookie contract where he's not owed a ton. Um, one of my favorite things I saw over the past couple of weeks is, you know, we picked up Talib and Peters and we're saving $4 million from what we were paying Tremaine Johnson. So we got two pro bowlers yeah. for the price of, you know, Tremaine Johnson because he was not a pro bowler, even though he had a couple years where he might have, you know, may have gotten robbed on one, but uh, never made it there. Uh, so it's going to be some transition, but you're right. That run defense is really going to be something that they have to focus on. We got enough picks. We've been stackpiling a lot of picks. I think they're going to um, combine some of these six round picks. I think we have five or six on now yeah, and try to make a move somewhere up and try to go get a guy. I don't know if that's going to come as early as the first round and we switch flop first rounds and maybe trade a future and try to go get a guy that we really like. Cause there are a couple guys early in the draft that might be a good fit, but they're not going to make it to 23 uh, when we're there. So um, going to be something to keep an eye on. I think you're exactly right. This is going to be a heavy defensive draft and off season. We teased it a little bit earlier in the show, but I want to get your take on Sammy Watkins because out here that everyone kind of is, is with us. They're seeing the the movement on defense and we're expecting more to come. And our offense is pretty set, right? You know, we've got our uh, Todd Gurley's in place, you know, Jared Goff's in place. Those guys both have contracts coming up. So we have to keep them in mind as we're signing some of these guys and making moves. Um, we've got the young uh, Cooper Cup, who you mentioned earlier, and Robert Woods had an amazing year. I mean, talk about getting value for a contract right there. That guy came in and was a huge part of what we did last year. Uh, but Sammy Watkins didn't get as much attention as far as uh, the receptions or the yards, but he ended up with eight touchdowns um, and was a lead on our team in that category. And we found a way to get him the ball in the red zone when need be. But he also, you always hear those intangibles of, you know, uh, he takes the top off the defense and you have to respect that and it kind of opens things up. And he's a great blocker downfield. So do you see this as a must sign for the Rams or do you see someone else out there, maybe in free agency or the draft, that could come in because we don't have a true number one if he leaves? Uh, what's, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and to take even one more step back, just real quick, kind of like you were saying with those extra picks and whatnot, this is a team now, which is unlike Rams in recent memory, really don't have a lot of needs. I mean, they have a couple spots I think they have to address. If they could land a starting linebacker, you'd love to cross that off the list before the draft. Maybe trade up for that edge guy. I'd love to see him bring back John Sullivan as a real anchor, but also maybe draft another center interior lineman in a really good interior line class. But I think you... I think you, you look at the draft and you think quality more than quantity for the Rams now because six-round picks might not easily make this right. team. You know, I mean, that's a, the problem that the Rams haven't had in years, you know, that uh, some of the better teams are used to dealing with. Um, as for Watkins, I'm a huge fan. I've been a supporter since day one. People bash him because of the injuries, and I know he didn't put up tremendous numbers with the Rams, but I've said this on my show many times that, if you watch the all 22 of the Rams, 
Watkins to me looked as good mm-hmm. as he ever has. And I'm not saying they didn't use him, but with Goff, they had a lot of half field reads and Sammy was usually on the other side. You know, it wasn't like he was a decoy necessarily. It just didn't quite work out for him. And to some degree, I guess he was a decoy, you know, that uh, I think he's more of a number one than Woods or anyone else on the team. But I also think a dozen teams out there with more cap space know this too. You know, that the Bears, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Bears have to spend more than than the Rams on a wide receiver. The Ravens, you know, I mean, we're here in Green Bay today. Sammy's going to be popular I mean, and even the Niners. So I don't think he returns just because I think the money's going to be too great somewhere else. You know, it's not a great receiver draft at the top. Um, Allen Robinson and Watkins kind of stand alone as the possible two guys that are maybe a number one that can really elevate your wide receiver core. And that might, you know, disenchant Rams fans a little bit. And I don't know how much you've talked about it, but there's a guy on the roster that I really like, and that's Josh Reynolds. I think he might be the answer to step up. Yeah, and you're not alone here, Rams Nation. And that's I think that's what everyone's telling ourselves uh, as we start to get that feeling that um, Sammy Watkins may go somewhere else is in the back of our head. We keep saying we've got Josh Reynolds, right? We got Josh Reynolds. He stepped in a couple games for us um, when Woods went out with his injury. He was out for probably three, four weeks. And Reynolds stepped in. He caught a couple touchdowns. He's, he's a big body. He's great in the red zone. He's got speed. He's got a lot of those things. I think everyone just feels a little bit more comfortable with Sammy there, right? You know, that that really top-end speed. Oh, yeah. But, you oh, know, yeah. and you mentioned a couple teams that are out there. And on my take, and I'm a little biased, obviously, out here in the West Coast, I could see Green Bay, right? You tell me I'm going to go play with Aaron Rodgers. I can't hate on a guy to say, hey, you're going to join another team that is a contender in the NFC. Uh, it does kind of start to scratch my head a little bit when, you know, the Bears, you know, are brought up. And I get it. They need a position there. They've got money. And if it's a contract deal. But it's hard for me to, for, to look at it and go, you know, look what we built in a year. Look what we have here with the young quarterback, you know, an MVP candidate, a running back, and, you know, a coach of the year. But, again, I'm not talking over millions of dollars of our contract. Um, if you're Sammy Watkins, you're saying you, you leave, you go? Um, I would never smite or rip on an athlete or any profession for going for the buck. I mean, if three big sites all called me, I'd probably go to the one that paid the most. <laughs> Fair and enough. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people out there are saying, "Well, what's the difference between thirty-two million and thirty-four million?" Yeah, you know I mean, and yes, I don't know the nature. I, I wish I knew the answer to that. I don't. Um, but. I don't think the Rams can pay the most. I know they can't pay the most. I mean, if it gets into a bidding war and that's what's most important to Sammy, they're not going to win. As well as if he really wants to catch the most balls possible and be a true number one, the Rams are going to be, they're going to lose too. You know, I mean, they're going to spread the ball around as they did. Cup and Gurley are going to catch a lot of passes. But kind of like you were talking about, I can't come up with a, with a much better team in the league that would be in the market for him that gives you a better chance to win the Super Bowl though right and that's and that is the thing that scares me about the Green Bay reports coming today because I I don't blame a guy for going to want to hang out with Aaron Rodgers and and try to try to make that work especially as you look at that division um you know compared to the NFC West here uh you got the Bears who you know I would say are trending up but are still pretty far behind 
the Dolphins, the the, um, the Lions. I just I just never know. Every time I think they're going to be good, they they flop and disappoint. And every time I think they're not going to be good, they overachieve and and produce out there. And then obviously Minnesota, who made the big run. I think they're like the definition of average. I think the Lions are the middle of the road team as there is in the league. Well, as we're kind of talking different teams that are out there and potential landing spots for these people, I really want to get uh, your take on the NFC West really quick. It's been not only the Rams who have been making moves, the Seahawks are cutting anyone that's giving them a weird look right now and making a lot of moves in transition. The, um, you know, the Legion of Boom is on its way out, if not now gone, with Richard Sherman moving over to San Fran. San Fran's given Jimmy G that big contract. They brought back a wide receiver for him as well, and Goodwin gave him some money. The only team not really seem to be making any moves right now, and it kind of shocks me because they have literally no quarterbacks on their roster right now, and that's the Cardinals. But looking at an overview of the NFC West, did the Rams in one year make a push to be the team that everyone's chasing? Or is this a three-headed race? Or do you still see Seattle just because of recent history up there at number one? No, I think it's the Rams, a big gap, wait. Now I'm not sure who's number two anymore. You know, I really do think that the Rams are set up extremely well. And maybe that's a little bit too much faith in Goff at this point, but I trust the coaching staff and the supporting cast, and I think this is a very, very good team and a true contender. I think Seattle is – this is going to be their version of a rebuild. You know, that they just they got rid of so many big guys, and they have a lot of needs now on defense as well as the offensive line, no running game. Jimmy Graham's going to go. I mean, I don't think Seattle's – I think they're eight and eight at best in that neighborhood, you know, and this will be their version of a rebuild. It's not going to exactly be the Browns or the bears when they rebuild. Right. But, you know, I think this will be their version for a year or two. Um, I look at Arizona and I like the, I like the defense a lot. I think that's one of the more underrated units in the league. Even though David Johnson comes back, that might be the worst offense in the entire league. Yeah. I mean, we don't know who the quarterback is, and maybe they'll end up with Keenum or McCarron or somebody like that. I don't think they're getting cousins, but they're going to spend money on a quarterback. Everything else on that offense, except for running back, is a hole. I mean, that line is bad. I love Larry to death, but he's not going to be there forever. Their tight ends are non-existent. I, I think that offense is going to be really, really bad. Um, I'm as big a Jimmy G fan as you will <laughs> ever find, and that was even before – before they made the trade, you know, I mean, when they made that trade, I actually wrote an article that day saying this will be one of the best moves in the history of this franchise. I mean, including drafting Joe Montana in the third round. Like, there's been some good things that the Niners have done, and I think this will be historically great move for them. But I also think a lot of people that do what we do for a living are getting a little too excited about the Niners. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> right. they have a lot of space, a lot of cap space, a lot of draft picks. And they're only going to get better between now and opening day. But Jimmy's going to lose a game. You know, I mean, they still have a ton of needs. And I love the direction that that franchise is going. And if I'm the Rams, that's the team I fear the most long term. But I bet that they're at least a year away. And if the ideal world, maybe the Niners make a move like the Rams did last year. You know what I mean? Like, start to learn to win, get to double-digit victories, go to the postseason, lose to a team that's been there before, but the arrow's going up. But I just can't see them all of a sudden owning the West. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm almost spot on exactly. I've been preaching a lot of the same that, that you're saying. I think it's Seattle's version of a rebuild. I think that's a great way of putting it because I don't think they're doing, like you said, doing the whole re- reset when you got you know a guy like Russell Wilson as quarterback. You've got a pretty good foundation, but they need a lot of help at offensive line and they need a running game. And they got to fill those holes that have left in, in the defense and make the guys that are there happy and not you know going into – Dallas Cowboys locker room saying, hey, come get me in the offseason like we saw Earl Thomas do near the end. So they've got a few question marks. I think internally they're kind of um, they're trending down. And and the Niners probably are what I'm a little bit more scared about. And I think I'm with you. I think the hype train is is a little too far away from the station right now and we need to bring it back. But um, I'm excited just. I'm really excited for Jimmy G to get his first loss so we can I've got way too many Niners fans on the thread uh, kind of chiming in with, you know, he's undefeated and I can't wait to see that one go away, hopefully early in the season when the Rams face them. But um, that's going to be a fun, you know, young matchup to watch, not only in the coaching staff, but um, out there on the field in the quarterback um, position and for years to come. So um, excited to see what's going on in the NFC West. I'm with you. I think the Rams are by far in the lead. Um, but like in the NFL, um, you know, that's why predictions are so crazy. You know, no one thought the Rams would go from four wins all the way up to a, a hosting a playoff game. And anything can really happen in one year. Obviously, we saw the Jaguars in the playoff game. So I know a lot of people out in Cleveland are hoping that that uh, trend continues and they can turn that thing around in, in um, you know, quick time. So it will be something fun to watch and kind of keep an eye on all around the NFL. Um, again, guys, this is Matt Williamson of Locked On NFL uh, Matt, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, give me one more thing. Uh, one more thing I want to throw in. And as I, as you were sitting there talking, I'm starting to think about it. And I can see the Niners and Rams growing into maybe the next great NFL rivalry. You know, there's a lot of youth there. Both the coaches have a lot of similarities, similar roots, young, bright, up and coming guys. Quarterbacks aren't going away anytime soon. A lot of similarities of how these teams are going to be built, aggressive, forward-thinking teams that wouldn't shock me over the next five years that these two teams have a really good rivalry going in the West. You know, maybe like the Niners in Seattle used to have or something along those lines. Yeah, we'd love to, we would love to see that because out here on the West Coast, you know, two California teams, a lot of Niner fans hanging out anyway in the L.A. area because obviously the yeah. team is new and back here. So you got a lot of fans that – um, have kind of wandered out here to California and, and really just picked a team and picked a team that was close and good. And a lot of those fans coming from the 80s and those Joe Montana days um, and Jerry Rice. So there's a lot of fans here and it, it, it's going to make for an interesting rivalry because when they do come down and when they were here last year, obviously it was at the end of the year, we didn't play our starters. But um, from all reports, that stadium you know, had a pretty good amount of uh, Niner fans. So that's going to be something to watch. I think you're right. It could be a very, very fun rivalry to watch over the next few years. Yeah, I, I bet there are some rice jerseys floating around your your neighborhood, <laughs> yeah, sure. Montana's. Yeah, but back to where they can find me. I'm not hard at Williamson NFL. I got a fair amount of followers there. I've been doing this a long time, and I very much urge you if you've only been listening to Locked On Rams, check out the Locked On NFL podcast too. I go five days a week and I talk, cover the whole league. This time of year is really up my alley, though. I will be reacting to all the news, you know, day after day, and just compounding that over and over. 
Definitely, and we appreciate you taking time and joining us here on Locked On Rams. And I will definitely be sending you a couple emails over the next uh, month or so, and see if you got some time to come back on, especially after the draft and we start to get, you know, nearing that fun time of training camp and really take a look at where this roster is and what some of our expectations are. And hopefully, we're, you know, for Rams Nation's sake, hopefully we're still talking about Sammy Watkins because that's one we want to keep on to. So. Uh, Matt, appreciate it as always. Guys, go check him out, not only on Twitter, but on Locked On NFL. He mentioned it. He does a five-day-a-week podcast just like us here with all great information covering all over the NFL. So we, we appreciate it, Matt. You have a good one, and we'll talk soon, buddy. Sounds like a plan. Great stuff. Thanks for having me on.